0: Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends, no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJs cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside my good pal, Schmidty. So, here we are. Eight and a half months later, almost nine months of regular season and playoff hockey, and we have, finally, a new Stanley Cup champion. Not the Tampa Bay Lightning pulling off the three-peat, but the Colorado Avalanche winning their first Stanley Cup since 2001. Good for them. I know they technically didn't win the President's Trophy. The President's Trophy usually is an an indicator of the best team, but winning the Stanley Cup is an all-out war. Usually the best team never wins, but I feel the best team, Colorado Avalanche, did win the Stanley Cup, and they and I've never been a big Colorado fan, but they just—they're such a likable team. There's so many likable players on that team to watch them win the Stanley Cup. Like Jack Johnson winning the Stanley Cup was pretty cool. Nazem Qadri winning the winning the Stanley Cup and just saying everyone can kiss his ass for thinking he's a playoff line. but like it was just—it was so cool to see Colorado win. But yeah, what are what are your thoughts on it?
1: Um, one of the most dominant Stanley Cup wins we've ever seen. I would – gotta Stanley say. War. Yeah. Only four losses, two sweeps, um, made it look pretty convincing against the Lightning in six. I'd say for what it was. Um, oh, that was
0: a defensive clinic in that third period. I think the the best play to summarize that up that third period up was when Gabriel Landeskog lost his skate blade and like Nate McKinnon was like pushing him to the bench where he was basically crawling.
1: Hundred percent. It just showed how much they they wanted it more, and Tampa looked gassed at the end of the series. Yeah. Like it's just that's just the way it is, and. I mean, Colorado, like, we talked about it time and time again. This was the year they had to win. Like, they have a lot of contracts. They have a lot of decisions they have to make this off season. But, I mean, you got to tip your cap to Joe Sackett. He made some incredible moves over the He's last couple mastermind seasons. mastermind behind
0: that whole thing.
1: Literally. Uh, I mean, this season alone, getting Arturi Leckan in and Andrew Cagliano uh, and Josh Manson, great acquisitions. Getting Darcy Kemper in the offseason was a huge one. Um just tremendous uh, asset management on his part, and they didn't even have Sham Gerard. They didn't have a hundred percent Nazem Kadri Like they weren't even a hundred percent. and They yeah. Made it I want to see. Yeah.
0: I want to see what the injuries are. Same with Tampa Bay, especially especially Tampa Bay because they've played like twelve rounds of hockey in less than twenty four months. That's crazy to them, and we kind of. Tampa Bay is almost kind of a meme because like every time they made the Stanley Cup final, they faced Dallas the first year in the bubble. And then they faced Montreal. It's like, well, oh, they actually face a real team now and they lose to the Colorado Avalanche. But either way, man, like 12 straight playoff series. I don't know if we'll see that again in the NHL. Like Tampa Bay could easily be back there next year, but it's it's quite impressive what they've done. But again, at the end of the day, I think the, the, the best team won Colorado Avalanche and, Said this before, but the NHL is such a copycat league. If you're gonna copy a team to win the Stanley Cup, copy the Colorado Avalanche. They're so fucking good. <laughs> like you could argue like their their goaltending was average, but Darcy Kemper made the saves as saves that he needed to. He stopped that Kucherov shot. That's the one thing I think about, but like it was just a, a full team effort, everyone stepping up. Kael McCarr with the Conn Smythe. So many, like, uh, accomplishments. Jared Bednar is the first coach to win an ECHL championship, an AHL championship, and then a an, uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, just congratulations to, to the Colorado Avalanche. I, I don't really know what, what else to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, one more note on Tampa. They're the first playoff team to ever have to face four 50-win teams in the single postseason. No, no team has ever <laughs> faced two before. So they could kind of – at least look at that and kind of. I mean, they didn't have their leading playoff goal scorer the last um, the last two uh, cup runs. They didn't have Brayden Point, so that's huge. But um, I just you got to tip your cap to Colorado. They persevered, and at times when it looked like Tampa might have gotten the momentum back, they just kind of squashed it like a bug, and it's. Tip of the cap to everyone on that roster, top to bottom. Starts with, um, I mean, starts with Nathan McKinnon and Caleb McCarr, and Gabriel Landeskog and Nate or Mikko Rantanen, all leading by example with how good they were. They got the proper depth scoring at times, and they needed it. I mean, Arturi Rylikainen had eight goals. That's just Dude, like you're not. Getting he pulled Alec
0: Martinez, conference final winning goal and Stanley Cup winning goal. Mm-hmm. How about that must be sweet revenge for him losing to Tampa last year, now winning the winning the cup against here against the team that beat him last year.
1: Hundred percent. And I mean their back end was about as just that like just shut down as any. And it's just a it's a good it's a good story. I mean, they there's not a lot of players on that team that you wouldn't want to see win a cup. So at the end of the day, like it I'm glad the best team won. And if any I know I keep mentioning it, but like for the first year of that TV deal, for them to put the two most skilled teams in the league on the ice year one and the most skilled team in the league arguably won the cup, that's huge for this league. Because, like yep. you said, it's a league of parity. And, it, like you said, if anyone's going to copy anyone, you need to copy the
0: Avs. <laughs> Dude, Bowen well, Byram, there was, like, concerns at whether or not he played hockey again this year because he had concussion issues. He led every single skater on both teams in 5-on-5 ice time. That's incredible. The guys And, this, just, and his shot totals, totals were, like,
1: Way more to what he was letting up when he was on the ice. He was just incredible that Cup final, and it showed him like, the eye test too. Every time he got the puck, he was making a play.
0: Yeah, Kale McCarr, like Hobie Baker, winner, Calder winner, Norris winner, now a Conn Smythe winner, Stanley Cup champion, and we haven't even seen the best of Kale McCarr. Yep, it's just he's 23. Like, and we're we're gonna face this guy for like 10 to 15 years. God, yep. <laughs> that's the thing. And we'll he's won
1: everything you can win already. Yeah
0: that's the thing about Colorado. Like they, they're going to lose a lot of players, but they have so many young players coming up. Like you trust that match, that management group to make the right moves. And a lot of their pieces are so young. Like Bowen Byron is still only 21. Like Alex Newhook is 21. He's probably going to play in a big role. I imagine like Nathan McKinnon, like all their top guys are still good to go. Like I have no, like Colorado could easily bounce back and win the cup next year. That's how good they are. That's how much I believe in that team. Mm Mm-hmm. from top top to bottom yeah
1: they're well designed and they're set up to where until mckinnon needs to get paid you need to win so
0: yeah because
1: once mckinnon gets paid it's going to get a little more tighter there but like the way that joseph handled those contracts is they'll be fine they'll be fine Mm -hmm. like they have their whole defense locked up minus josh manson who honestly you you that was just like a plus to have for the playoffs at that point um, you're probably going to lose Kodger, You're probably going to lose Nachushkin. You're probably going to lose Burakovsky. Maybe you keep one of the three, but I just don't see that happening. Um, but it's it's the middle six. I mean, we've seen Colorado replenish the middle six every year. I mean, hell, two years ago it was Donskoy and Sod on the wings on the second line. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they'll they just pump them in and pump them out, and Sackick's willing to trade those second- and third-round picks to get players like Devontaev, get players like Andre Burakovsky, go get a Philip Grubauer at the time. Like, he'll trade the assets to go get a Darcy Kemper if he needs to. Like, Kemper's another guy who needs an extension this offseason, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. But um, just a great story. Great story for Kemper, too, especially because, like, yeah. Franco's kind of stole the net from him while he was hurt, and then he got it back. So it's a good story all around.
0: Yeah, two two games, the last two games in Tampa Bay, you only let in two goals. So or, No, it was three. Yeah, it was three. But yeah, still three goals. Like, one was an overtime game. That was quite impressive. Stevie agrees. Hi. What are your thoughts on the abs winning the cup, Stevie? <laughs> but uh, can you hear? Can you hear my cat? Yeah. yeah. you look crazy. Usually she doesn't do that. But hi. Come up. Come on. There you go. Hmm. What do you got? What you got to say, Stevie? Have a lot to say. Rubbing, rubbing your head against the desk. Uh, yes. But again, like we said, like five times already. Awesome story for Colorado to win Tampa Bay. Like again, tip of the cap to them. Like winning twelve or playing twelve straight playoff series in a row. Uh, Pat Maroon, <laughs> the cup st- streak ends, but Corey Perry with. That's got to be an NHL record. Three straight stack of files with different teams, and you lost all of them. I don't know what the, the movable
1: object beat the unstoppable. What the thing?
0: Force. <laughs> yeah, Patrick <laughs> Maroon's cup streak versus Corey Perry's cup losing streak. Huh?
1: It, Yeah, there's a cut like sucks for Hagel, guys like him. Uh, but Tampa's literally not losing anyone, so they will be fine. And they will get Braden Point back next year. So. <laughs> uh yeah. they will be back and they will have i expect them to be more. right
0: back in the thick of things
1: yep yep and they gotta i mean it's not gonna be a longer off season but it's gonna be a little longer than last year so yeah get to breast their body a little bit
0: <laughs> so i don't I don't know if you have anything to touch on that. i think we touched on pretty much every angle um
1: oh um i'm I wanted to look it up and I couldn't find the exact stat, but I'm pretty sure Joe Sakik's like one of the first players to win as a player and a GM. Yeah, like I couldn't find I him, the other it. one. No, yeah, Eiserman yeah. built the team, but yeah. like Larry Robinson did it, but he was a coach, so that's different than being mm-hmm. a GM. But like, just impressive. Like, like I like I said in the stream last night, I really, I really would like to ask Joe Sakic which one he's more. Um, like, which one was more earned – like, which one was more earning, I guess. I don't know the word yeah. I'm trying to find. But, like, was it better to win as a player or as an executive that built yeah. the team? So, but, yeah, that's about all I got to say about that.
0: Yeah, like, there's got to be the satisfaction of, yeah, I did it as a general manager now. But, like, when he lifted that cup back in 2001 and he gave that to Ray Bork, I don't know if any cup race can top that one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's
0: true. All right. So the Blackhawks officially made, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. We definitely talked about it on the live stream, but uh, they make it official now. The Blackhawks have signed Luke Richardson as their head coach. Um, this is what, this is what we've wanted all along. I think it was like they're interviewing. Well, it came down to Derek King, Luke Richardson, and, and Brad Shaw. And they went with Luke Richardson and, there's some Blackhawks fans that are like, oh, that's the same thing as Colton, he doesn't have any coaching experience. But um I like that they went with a different face, but a, a, a face that's deserving of coaching. Because everything you hear about Luke Richardson, the, the yeah, like this guy, he's a he's like he's a great presence in the locker room. You hear like people saying that players saying that they'll run through a wall for him. Um this guy like he played i think seventeen hundred games in the n h l as a defenseman he the fun the cool fact about him is he played his first game at the old Chicago stadium, which is pretty cool <laughs> That's um cool. but yeah this guy if you if you remember the 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 habs playoff run last year, he was basically the coach for that whole vegas series so um and he was he's been a, he's been an assistant coach for a while. I think he was assistant coach with the Islanders. He's been with the Habs for a few years. He was the head coach of the the Senators AHL team and a lot of their their young players that like have come through Ottawa the, the like the past 10 years or so, Luke Richardson had a lot to do with that. So, he's going to be here for the long haul. Um like he's going to be part of this team when they're right at the bottom but they're going to keep him when they're going right up to the top. So, like we we saw that with Colorado. Like, Jared Bednar, like, the Colorado Avalanche were the worst team in the NHL five years ago. There was a tweet from Steve Dangle saying that Joe Sackick should be fired, and pretty much five years to the day later, they're, they're Stanley Cup champions. So, like, you look at Colorado back then, they had pieces like, like, like Stug, we, we don't
1: have the same pieces that they we do. We don't have <laughs> quite
0: the same pieces, but, like, this is a thing to keep, like, to, to keep Alex Dabrinkit together going forward to keep seth jones not that they're going to be able to move him anyway but like you look at someone like eric johnson like seth jones he's going to be there for a while maybe he gets into a lesser role as they draft and develop more defensemen and maybe that's kind of the blueprint to look about but yeah luke richardson it's it's, it's going to be tough for him because basically this organization is not going out of their way to make this team any better they're not going to go out big name hunting and free agency they're probably not going to get even a decent goalie like Look at what Flurry did last year, and that barely got them like the sixth overall pick, which went to Columbus. But it just kind of shows how bad, how far away this team is from contending. But with the the right coat, like with a lot of luck, co- like Colorado got like hit on all the, like the acquisitions they made. But I feel if you have a good like a good front office in place and a good coaching staff in place, like things can be a little like sp- like sped up at least a little bit, but. Luke Richardson, he's going to be a part of this culture going forward. Like there's no longer, he shall not be named in the, and uh, Jeremy Carlton. Like this is how Davidson's team. Now, Luke Richardson's going to be the head coach. Not only is he going to be the head coach of the future, but he's going to help like lead the culture of this, this franchise for the future. And just like, well, I great how he does with younger players, especially like Kirby doc, Lucas Reichel, He works Montreal's defense. I I wonder how he'll work with Seth Jones and a lot of the younger defensemen like Isaac Phillips, Ian Mitchell, and all the guys that will come up through the system. So I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Luke Richardson being hired. Um, Well, Richardson was the guy I wanted from the start, mainly because
1: he works well with the young players. It's been well-documented over the last decade, like you stated. Um, you, You literally see the day and night success he's had with guys on that team. Like you said, on the back end, you could see a couple, like, I mean, just the way he's been able to deploy certain defensemen throughout his tenure, I feel like is super interesting. But um, I really want to see how he can help develop the forwards in any capacity because we have no forward talent. So if he can even make the little forward talent we have develop into hockey, like actual NHL players that are play every night, not really anything else I could say besides that because he's not, like you said, he's not going to be put in a situation to win. He kind of has no expectations if we're being honest and that's probably a, good a long
0: thing. leash which is a good thing yeah that's a good thing
1: and let's be honest it, th- th- he's gonna get his chance to put that system in that he wants
0: yeah. and it's
1: not gonna be on the fly and this is the first time in like i think the last five blackhawks coach hirings they did it before fucking training camp
0: which, yeah like the like, first time in like 15 years or something
1: yeah so that's huge. He's actually going to get a, a full training camp to implement his system, implement his play style, or the play style that he wants his players to play with. But um, I I like the signing. Honestly, I I don't really see any problems with it, especially for the direction that this franchise is moving towards. So, good signing, in my opinion. I'm like, we've literally talked about Luke Richardson on the show for the last couple of weeks. So like, it, you we've uh, we've displayed how much we have been a fan of his craft and coaching so and I, and when you hear all these montreal pages and stuff get upset that they're losing that assistant coach you know that's that, a, you
0: know that's a good thing yeah it's not
1: like yeah. in most places where someone gets hired and they're just like thank god yeah, he's
0: gone. no when <laughs> Mon- fans were like actually upset that he was gone but like not upset like oh you guys suck like oh that sucks like but at least he gets a head coaching chance Oh yeah. And like I
1: don't know. He's gonna get to build his staff, obviously. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I don't know if Jimmy Waite's still on the staff as the goalie coach, but um like he's gonna get to build his power his staff on his defense, his power play and stuff. Like it's not gonna be the same treading water that we've had for the last couple of years. If any if it's gonna be worse, it will at least be different. At least yeah. it's gonna be different. So Yep.
0: Yeah, because like Obviously, Joel Quenville was there for all those years. Jeremy Carlton, as much as we kind of shit on him, like, he was kind of doomed from the start. Like, halfway through the season, you got to take over a Hall of Fame head coach. He got thrown and, to the
1: walls. He was always...
0: Yeah. The day and, he got
1: hired, he was always going to get fired. Like, there was just yeah. never going to be a long-term gig for him.
0: Again, this all falls back on he shall not be named. But, uh... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Luke Richardson does. Like, again, just you hear everything. Good. And the, the biggest thing is, like, you it's going to be a challenge for him because he's got to find a way to keep things light in the locker room, but help develop these players in a season that they're not going to be winning a lot. So yeah. And I think that's going to be the key, like going forward. Like how are these young players, like are these young players, have they taken a step forward from last year? Is Lucas Reichel going to be able to make the jump from the AHL to the NHL? Cause he had a great AHL season, but I mean, again, it's 11 games, like whatever, like. But he didn't get any points, or at least I don't think he did. He didn't get a goal. I don't know if he got like a assist, but whatever. Like, still got to see that step forward, Kirby Doc. Like, I don't want to say this is a make it or break year for him, but like, oof, like last year was a huge disappointment for him. Like, the defensive side of the game is down, but like Luke Richardson needs to tell him, like, hey man, you got so much talent, freaking use it, and you could be such a more effective player. Like, use it more on an effective basis, and. They got a lot of like younger guys like Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish. Taylor Radish, I think, could be a middle six guy. Boris Kachuk, I don't see too much in him, but like if you can get them to be everyday NHL players, bringing the defenseman through the system again, I kind of mentioned it like Ian Mitchell, I think, is going to get a shot on the team this year. Uh, Isaac Phillips is probably going to get some looks at, on the team this year. I feel like I'm missing a couple names down in Rockford, but like just any of the, the young, the young defensemen they have, which is a lot of them. So I the thing is, I wonder what they do for goaltending. I don't think they're gonna go big name. They might go like I, I I don't even know who's on the UFA market, but like kind of like a one A one B kind of thing, not like a, a legitimate starting goalie. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like we're only nine days till we head to Montreal. We're gonna find out damn soon. Like the the season is over usually like a couple days after um the cup final is done usually that's when the trades are made that, that's kind of what happened last year where <laughs> there's a couple of trades and then there's the expansion draft and then there was the actual draft and there's free agency and it just just flies by so we'll see what happens next um so yeah i don't know if you have anything else to touch on that but um i i like the move i good job for kyle, good on kyle davidson i think he's going to be a great hire mm-hmm. um this isn't gonna be too long of an episode, I don't think. Like um I just want to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi the ending to that mm. <laughs> because we didn't talk about that last episode.
1: Oh yeah. We were talking about this on stream last night.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Thoughts. Thoughts call me oh, LA Freeman
1: because like. I got 32 thoughts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I love the last episode. I felt it got better as the series went on. As we got to know more about the characters and kind of the 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 conflicts that they had with each other their inner conflicts like the it was interesting seeing Reva and Darth Vader kind of be like seeing Reva's whole backstory during the order sixty six time and obi-wan Kenobi that like inner conflict with them like I could't where were you you know like Hawk me didn't save me like just all of that and even like Darth Vader uh, at the end, like saying with Palpatine, he's like, "You still have feelings for Obi Wan?" He's like, "No." Like <laughs> I, it was just, it was just cool seeing all that. I love the lightsaber duel. Um, like just watching Obi Wan like get out of the ground, like underneath from the ground. Like oh my, that gave me such an adrenaline rush. I saw this meme that said, "Like oh, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground." And then and then the underneath, it's the the Obi Wan's like, oh, "I have the ground." It's. Mm-hmm. The, the ending made me like tear up with leia and obi-wan when am i gonna see you again like it was just ugh. and you got to see a bit of luke as well i think the biggest question from that for me is like what what are they gonna do with reva like
1: i think she's getting her own show i've heard rumors that she might be getting a spin off show so yeah it, that'd be cool with like her trying to like basically find like the other living jedi and stuff i feel like that mm-hmm. could be cool but um yeah dude the episode was awesome i um there were a lot of parts I really like. I mean, I know you, I was telling you, I said, uh, like, I need to see Crack Mass Vader. You don't bring back Hayden Christensen to not bring the Crack Mass out, and they did it, and it was great. Like, the scene where you could see, he's, like, talking to him, and you can, like, he switches from, like, Anakin to Vader, and you can, like, see it in his eye and stuff. It's just, like... Oh it's so good. You know what like,
0: is so funny? My brother is playing the saxophone right now and literally as you were saying that he was playing the ending of like every Star Wars movie like No 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 that like the do 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 like I forget what the what that what it's what it's called yeah. like, like, it's like how the, the force the theme. theme. Yeah, like the force theme. Yeah, like it, it, there's the Imperial March like, but like he was playing I'm like, "Wow, that's so <laughs> that's pretty cool." Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but no, I I love the series I don't I don't know if they're gonna do another like a, another season of that. What they would do, but definitely the Reva thing is probably the biggest thing I took away from that. Like it was nice to see everything tied up. It was nice to see Obi Wan Kenobi back in action. I thought like the, good to see good to see my boy
1: started. Liam. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and I I just love that the the actress for for Leia. Like usually I kind of cringe with kids and kids and like move in like movies and shows, but that I thought that was actually a really good performance. So.
1: Oh yeah, no, she she was a spitting image of Leia. and it like from like we talked about it from the start like if you would have told me that we were going to get to see alder on in this show and leia and like all this development i would have probably not have thought that i i I definitely thought the show was gonna take a different route but the story works for sure and if they come back with the season two or anything um Literally, the only thing I ask is just get a new cinematographer. That's because... Uh, yeah,
0: there's a lot of, like, shaky camera movement. And it was like... And as much as I love the
1: final fight, you
0: can't really see what's going on.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's
0: kind of all over the place. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But but I can
1: look past that for a lot of other stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's whatever. Like, if... It's not the end of the world. But um, it, it was a great show. Like, honestly, like... um, Like, the way they brought the Grand Inquisitor back in. Like, just like the whole thing of like Vader you could just see him turning back into a child in the last episode and it's yeah. just like I am I'm hellbent on doing this myself like mm-hmm. I'm just imagining Vader rolling back up to the ship he's got like a cracked fucking mask and shit and he's and like one of the admirals is just like so what happened
0: <laughs> yeah. he's just
1: like I don't want to fucking talk about it
0: again he kicked my ass <laughs> seriously
1: you told me again <laughs> Oh jeez! Literally, though, I thought they
0: were gonna fight on Mo- Mustafar. I really thought that. Was I did happen. too.
1: And then they go to like some rock planet, but like it was cool. Like Obi Wan, like he had his like Spider Man
0: moment under the rubble, where he did, yeah. had like, "What are you fighting for?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, it was uh, no, it, it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like a, a like a perfect show or anything, but like just like in the whole thing of Star Wars, like it was fun. There was some emotional moments. It was... Like it, like, it was it was Star Wars, you know? Like, I, I thought it neatly tied everything that happened between Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope, so... <laughs> I, was, I was definitely satisfied with that.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, I got to see Ewan and Hayden for six episodes, dude. Exactly, yeah.
0: Okay. And you got to see flashbacks, too.
1: Yeah, like, I... I wish the flashbacks maybe would have been in more episodes or like we could have saw different eras, but yeah. like at least we got some, it was still really
0: fucking I'll, cool. I, I don't think it would have been done cause they wouldn't have had the trial. Like they wouldn't be able to do, recreate what stuff in the Phantom Menace, but like if they could have found a way to do that, that would have oh, been. Oh, I cool. was
1: thinking more like Clone Wars episode three. Yeah. Clone
0: Wars definitely, but I, no,
1: yeah, you can't make like, like Jake yeah. Lloyd come back and, Yeah, poor, we're going to DH day. Jake Lloyd. Let's go yeah. boys. But um, yeah, it was great. I, I, Very good. Especially after Boba Fett, because I didn't really... I thought Boba Fett, they kind of were losing the idea a little. But this one, it felt a little more focused, which I liked. mm -hmm. Yeah. The story was coherent. Even though, like someone pointed it out, like they have done this story with Disney and Star Wars like four times now of like dad keeping care... Like the like adopted dad taking care of a child. Like it's literally Mandalorian, Bad Batch. (laughs) Fucking Boba Fett, they do it, and they do it in (laughs) Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like I didn't realize yeah. that, but like it, I, I don't really care.
0: Well, it's kind of the bad. same with the all, all the Star Wars movies. A lot of them are kind of kind of the same plots when you think about it. Like A New Hope is pretty similar to uh or, or the Force Seven- Awakens. Yeah, the Force Awakens. I always mix up the names, like, like oh, dude, like star.
1: my favorite was an episode in the in the last episode of Kenobi when they're like in the space chasing scene. I'm like, Hey, it's like we're back in the last Jedi. It's yeah. slowest <laughs> <and> chase. <laughs> mm-hmm like my favorite thing in Star Wars. Like the shields are always working on the ships, where a Star Destroyer gets is We're gonna be sitting
0: ducks if we don't get this oh fixed. My
1: god. All
0: you did was fly a little bit
1: left. I got a couple tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bro, we went that sp- way. There, left, left. <laughs> Let's <laughs> try spinning. That's a good trick.
1: Oh my god! The Family Guy Star Wars will never like. I wanted them to do the prequel so bad for that, and they only did the original trilogy. Like, yeah. oh, they're great.
0: Oh. Biggest thing. Hello there. And he June. called
1: Vader Darth when he left, too. Stop not yeah. calling him Anakin. Mm-hmm.
0: He knew he was gone. Mm-hmm. And seeing Qui-Gon Jin was pretty cool, too. I My boy Liam. That. My boy Liam Neeson.
1: And, like, they were hinting at it the whole fucking show, too. The first episode, he calls a Qui-Gon. He calls it a qui I know. Like, episode. I should have he, saw coming, fifth episode. Yeah. he even called for him in the last episode. Right before, he's like, it's either him or it's either me or him. One of us dies the yeah. sense today but um I, I thought it was great though because liam neeson like two months ago was in the media saying i'd never fucking be on a disney plus show <laughs> he fucking makes, he's like i can do it for george i'll yeah. do it for george uh fun times though it it, it was like a good like wrap-up cameo it was like, a, it, yeah
0: it was a feel-good story
1: because even if they wanted to do more with Obi Wan, now they can make it like a spiritual show where he's like just becoming like the one with the Force type thing. Like yeah, that we always. He becomes
0: the be transition from Ewan McGregor to Alan Ge- Alec Guinness. Dude, and his
1: mannerisms and stuff are like just like Alec Guinness in the show. Mm-hmm. Like he like he was already doing that in Revenge of the Sith, but like oh yeah, every like he had and he also like the last outfit he had in the show was straight out of like the Legends comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like one of like the first things I remember seeing of like oh like I'd be cool to see what happened with Obi wan in three and four it was like an old like action figure with that outfit and they recreated that I thought that was really cool. Um, I I thought Kumal and Johnny's character was funny the uh yeah. like the Jedi that but it was be a
0: one time like thing but uh, like I thought I thought it was cool that they brought him back a few more times. <laughs> He's like, Leia, hurry up up there!" And
1: Leia's, like <laughs> fixing all the wires. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, good stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I saw this tweet uh, kind of talking about Alec Guinness. Like, Alec Guinness was born in 1914, and the the actress that played Leia was born in 2012. It's crazy how Star Wars has been around that long that you have 100 years between it. the actors that have been, like, in the main shows and the main movies. That's so cool. It's, it's one of the – it's, like, one of – it's a one-of-a-kind – franchise and like cultural phenomenon like they star wars really started like the whole like this like because harry potter wouldn't
1: be a thing without star wars i can guarantee you that much marvel would definitely not be a thing without star wars at at this level like if if it weren't for the prequels and spider-man and spider-man 1 and 2 marvel would not be where it is today simple as that even like i probably throw x-men in there too the original x-men but like that even then like they, they just weren't that big up until star wars like like my favorite there's a i had a like a clip on my phone i'll send it to you it shows like the leading sales of movies back in the day and it shows like oh well, yeah. the sales are all normal 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 and it goes like yeah. down the timeline 1977 hits oh, Star wars just yeah. fucking takes yeah. off before the rest of them oh,
0: when oh, you like man. adjust it for inflation it's like one of the highest grossing movies ever like i think it's, it's the got- second
1: highest of all time behind uh like Oh uh, fuck, what is it? It's like Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, that's what it is. Yeah, I was I gonna say Gone range. with
0: the, wind was Gone huge the and that yeah, was like, Gone with the, the Wind phase. is
1: But that- yeah, but the inflation's crazy for that. So it's mm-hmm. like Oh man. Yeah. Star Wars is literally like I-, I said it with Vader. Like Star Wars one of those things where like Vader scared the shit out of your grandpa, your dad, and you at some point in your life. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> Yeah, it's like probably you I think it's arguably the biggest like pop culture phenomenon because like every if you even if you don't like stars you've heard of it and like we there's literally star, this is star wars day like may the 4th like every year at school like even in elementary to junior high to high school like we we always celebrated may the 4th and like we would like dress up like it was so cool you know like I, i'm not the biggest star wars fan but I, I I like it but i think it's just it's just so cool that it's how like big of an impact it's had for 45 almost 50 years now across like the entire world
1: it's like the part that makes me sad because like it makes me sad with like the star wars fan base today because like at the end of the day yeah the fan base is extremely toxic it is <laughs> there's just no other way around it
0: it's such a big one too so but yeah, at the end of the truth, day yeah. every every single one of
1: those fans is more passionate about star wars than you could ever imagine and I don't think that's there's like, ever been like, like a
0: it's like a soccer in Europe level.
1: It literally I mean, is, yeah. bro. Like it, it it genuinely is. And there's not a fandom like that. The only thing I can think of is like K-pop fandom, basically.
0: Yeah, or like, K-pop is crazy. Or like <laughs> Harry
1: Styles. Like they're that mm-hmm. level of fandom. Like it's crazy, dude. Like it generations of like fans and just and that's the
0: biggest thing. Longevity is so hard to achieve, and Star Wars has definitely done that.
1: Like I love the jokes that people make now where it's like the year's 2088 and you want to start watching the MCU or Star Wars. You have to watch like 162 projects mm. or something <laughs> to catch up. It's like you have to watch this, 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 all in this chronological order on the timeline. And then like the Star Wars timeline, it's like I just need them to start branching out more with it. Because like you could do so much with it and they constrain themselves a lot of the time. But like a lot of these new projects now, like, like Taika Waititi said his movie's going to have new characters entirely. Like we're not gonna start having this. Like I want new stories in Star Wars. Like it's such a for a galaxy far, far away. It can be very tiny sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and I would like to see them delve more into the the universe, which they do in a lot of projects. Which like the video games, the books, the yeah TV shows. Like it's great. And like there's not a lot of franchises that you could say you could do that much with them. And like it works a lot. Yeah. Of the time. Like, yeah, Harry Potter makes games and stuff. They're not that good. Like, you no. they got the book. They got them on books, so I will say. <laughs> Harry Potter's oh, got yeah. Star Wars beat on books.
0: The yeah. one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> My dad always tells me about how, like, The Phantom Menace is probably the most, like, hyped-up movie of all time, like, before it was released. Back then, like, he said it was more, like, more hyped-up than Star Wars. Because, like, Star Wars, like like, the original one, like, obviously, I imagine it was probably... No one knew hype, what it was gonna be until it came but out. But no one knew it was gonna be, yeah, but, like, at that point, I think it was, like, 15, 16 years after uh Return of the Jedi, and, like, just the anticipation for it was crazy. It was pre- pretty much pre-internets, but, like, he told me, like, like even in a, a, a small town like Grand Prairie Alberta like tw- almost 25 years ago now like there was lineups in like every movie theater and that's yeah. how like again like even like in a small town in northern Alberta like that's how, how much a reach of a, how much of a reach it has dude, dude and
1: like um like I still remember. Like I will say to this day, nothing will be more hype than that first Force Awakens trailer when it came out in like 2013. That is Literally, true. shit, a solid gold brick in hype. It was fucking insane. <laughs> like if there's one thing Star Wars knows how to do is make a damn good trailer. Oh yeah. Like even they know how to like, make a trailer.
0: Even the Phantom Menace. Watch the Phantom Menace trailer. Like, that's hype. And especially kill. the poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Dude, it's the best poster in Star Wars. And Kenobi's got a damn good poster too. The one where it's like the map, like the sand hills, but it's Vader's mask. That's yeah. like sick. But, like, the, I know which post you're talking about. The one where it's, like, Anakin. Wami yeah, where and it's, it's
0: sh- Anakin and the Shadow of Darth Vader. Yeah. So clean. So clean. And, like, that's why, like, when the sequels
1: came out and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm seeing all these night one, like, first show. I don't care. Even if I hate them, I'm going to see them. Because I, <laughs> that's an experience you can't rekindle. Like, I still remember night one of The Force Awakens. That shit was a fucking zoo. And, I like, dude, it was so much of a zoo that I couldn't get tickets to the 12 o'clock show that night. Like, it was... And it was worth it. Like, I went. went. It was great. But, like, I don't know. Just to see, like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in the movie. Oh, I know. It's it's, it's a different animal.
0: Yeah, as soon as you hear the beginning of the opening theme, like, oh, it... it Like, I always
1: tell my buddies, like, Star Wars has got to be one of the best uh, franchises strictly from an audio standpoint and a visual standpoint. Like... Oh, yeah. It's just incredible. Oh, man. But enough about me geeking about Star Wars. Yeah,
0: we, we could probably dedicate a whole podcast probably talk more about
1: star wars than we did about hockey just now?
0: oh yeah i know like i don't know we're kind of right now like it's like the calm before the storm like yeah that was one of the cup we touched on yeah the Blackhawks hired Luke who's the first like, trade that's the question that's the big thing That's the first trade and we'll definitely get that by definitely before we go to montreal but maybe by the next episode we'll probably see at least one little one i hope um, so we do have Twitter questions, which we can get into. There's actually quite a few of them as well. From our good pal, Jacob. Are there any Colorado players you hate slash dislike? And who are you happiest for to have won a cup? Also, hi, I love you all. Aw, thank you. Love you, you too, Jacob. Jacob. I love you. I hope your, your work trip is almost done, because you've been going yeah. for a while. I, I you know that, that time, hasn't been Streaming sheet league. Uh... Right? Anyways. Um, I'm
1: trying to think of like players I don't like on that team. And it's not many... It's
0: not many. Yeah, I can't really think. Like Gabriel Landeskog is dirty sometimes, but like, yeah. they're like players have their mo- like you know he's not like a like a Darren Helm mo- haunts my nightmares, yeah.
1: but like it's fine. <laughs> um, there's really no one I hate on that team.
0: Though, no, honestly. I, I can't even say like hate, like hate Landeskog or dislike him. To no. be honest, like, so I like again I'm trying to think, but nothing's popping up. And, like, happiest to win a cup, I'd probably say, like,
1: mm. honestly, Caudry, just because of Kadri, the yeah, John. yeah. It was cool
0: seeing Johnson win the cup because he's been there. He was the longest tenure to have.
1: But Caudry, just from the shit he went through the last, like, oh, year, yeah. being called a liability and everything, the kiss my ass remarks, so fucking, like, best
0: fucking quote of the the whole thing. Yeah. It's um, a big fuck you to all the Toronto yeah, media.
1: Toronto, like, every single media company that said that he wasn't worth it. Like, yeah. Kiss my ring, bitch. Like Mm -hmm. that's how that goes. Now he's
0: gonna make like sixty million dollars in free agency, probably. Dude, um, at
1: least. He's getting like he should get eight times eight where he goes. But he won't. And that's sad. Uh, But he could
0: get he should get
1: the He should get the Duchesne deal.
0: But yeah. Um from uh, Brody at Jones, detractor. In all seriousness, which Hawks rookie slash young player does Luke Richardson get the most out of? Is that player even on the team? Um, we kind of <laughs> touched on it a bit earlier. Uh, I think Kirby Doc could f- kind of flourish underneath Luke Richardson. Luke Richardson got a lot, like helps a lot with Nick Suzuki. So, and Nick Suzuki is kind of similar with Doc. I think I think Nick's different goals, but they have yeah. the same play style almost. Yeah, like they're more playmakers. They're solid defensively. It's just like a matter of like can they score goals and do it on a consistent basis. Nick Suzuki showed that he could do it this year. Got that big contract. I don't know if Doc will be as good as him, but like if you can get Doc into that, we've been saying this for so long, if you can get him into that second line center role, this guy can play against anyone in the league and at least shut them down. But like the big thing is you also got to get points going back the other way. So if you can do that, I'm happy. And I think I think Kirby Duck will take a step under under Luke Richardson. Yeah,
1: I, I'm getting tired. I'm getting
0: real tired of having to say he's going to take a step. He's going to take a step, but yeah. Hopefully, yeah, under if, if he's, he's going to do it, it's this year. It's now or never.
1: It really is now or never. It's year four. Hmm. So well, I guess year three because you didn't really play year two, but whatever. Like it's put up for shut up time for sure. Like not a doubt in my mind. But um, if I had to pick a player besides that, probably one of the defensemen, like. I could see him doing wonders for a guy like Vlasic a Mitchell or Regula, someone like that. Um, Maybe he does something for Caleb Jones. That might be an interesting one. If they actually retain him, I don't know if they're going to retain him, but um, you know, just one of those guys on the back end. Like I, like you said, he's worked well with the defense in Montreal. He's worked well in the past with a lot of these guys. Like, Maybe he finds a guy in the system that he likes and can get the most out of that. We aren't even like you said; like we're not even thinking of right now. Like
0: mm-hmm. hell, maybe he calls Evan
1: Barrett up, and Evan Barrett's finally mm-hmm. a player on the roster after three years of waiting for him to get called up. Like,
0: yeah, maybe it's a player they draft this year. Get through trade. I don't know, but yeah,
1: maybe he finds Kershaw. Uh, maybe it's Sam Lafferty. Who the hell knows? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: Uh, uh good Um, so from. Tanner, if you're Philip Grubauer, how are you feeling right now? Do the wins, did the Avs still win if he played?
1: See Tyson Joe's deactivated on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That, that, that does kind of suck, though. You get traded on a team that's probably going to go at least a deep playoff run and they win the cup. That, that, yeah. that does suck. That's, Grubauer, uh,
1: shouldn't feel bad. He got his money. He chose, he he's chose. won a cup before. Yeah. He's chosen what he wanted. Like, yeah. Like you said, yeah, he's got a chip. So, huh.
0: Um. The thing with Grubauer is, like, he's a good goalie, but, like, last year in the playoffs, he did not make the saves that he had – that he should have made. You know, like, he didn't make the big saves when he needed it. Like, Darcy Kemper is average. Like, I, I would take either, but, like, Darcy Kemper made the saves when he needed it, too. Like, you oh, let in, uh, a, 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 like, a questionable – a soft goal every now and then, but, like, he made the big saves when he had to, so – I think they probably still do. I don't know if it's as quite as convincing like Colorado was just such a good team anyway. I think they weren't gonna be denied, but that that's kind of what sticks out from last year for me like I remember in that Vegas series like Grubauer just didn't really give them that big say when they needed. Darcy Kemper did, so I'll say mm-hmm. i I still think they win just not as convincingly that's my that's my answer,
1: yeah, I mean, we'll see honestly.
0: <sighs> Again, Grubauer, like he's got, he's got, he's secure the bag. He's already won a cup. Like, who cares? I don't know if he can be too hurt over that.
1: Um, exactly. If he hadn't won a cup, it'd be different.
0: Yeah. It'd probably sting a little bit more, but yeah. Um, also from Tanner. What would you do if you had a day with the cup? Oh, hi, Stevie. Uh, hey. First things first. In the nighttime, I'm sleeping with it. When I was little and played hockey, I'd sleep with all my equipment. Like uh, whether if I got a new hockey stick or just like gloves, I'd always be on my, on my pillow right next to me so oh hi, hi <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'd probably sleep with it just like eric johnson did yesterday i don't know if you saw that picture Mm-mm. i would it sounds cliche but like i would share it with friends and family i'd probably find somewhere like weird to go i guess i don't know what you would classify as that but i don't know no, I'd, have, I'd have literally a
1: fucking rager with the cop. like <laughs> you'd be okay. i'd have a fucking rager and then yes i'd sleep with the cop at the end of the night obviously and then I have to—I still have to think about what you're gonna have out of the cup because I'm gonna drink out of the cup and I gotta eat something out of the cup. Oh, so. you know
0: what I'm gonna have out of the cup? Spaghetti mm. and meatballs. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: Um, fuck, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. I, I have to think about that. I'm like trying to like go through my head thinking of like, put like soup in the fucking Stanley <laughs> cup. Uh, no, I probably ice cream or some soup. shit though. That ass. Ice cream? Like, no. Ice cream in the no. cup. That'd be pretty gangster. Spaghetti,
0: mm-hmm. spaghetti and meatballs would sound good. Ooh, what's a well, nice, hearty
1: bacon. meal while you drink a bunch
0: of alcohol? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm not a big drinker. I don't know if I'd. Oh, drink I'd alcohol. fucking.
1: I would literally chug a whole case of beer <laughs> out of that sandwich. I know, I
0: know. I would have spaghetti and meatballs and then after that, clean it out, drink chocolate milk. <laughs> Kurt Angle moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: I wonder oh. if anyone's ever drank. St- chocolate milk. Oh, the there
1: had milk. to have been back in the yeah. day, like when milk was like actually a common scene at the dinner table every day. Like um, it still
0: is for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very important to
0: me. <laughs>
1: oh god, it's so funny. But um yeah, that's probably what I do with the cup. I don't know where I go. I go bowling with the cup too, probably. Just say I could. Like, fuck it. Or do, like just do, I don't know. Because like Tampa had the right idea of going on a boat. Like
0: that is pretty cool, yeah. The boat
1: parties are pretty fucking gangster. Like Brady was like tossing the Lombardi from boat to boat. Like <laughs> just get like eight boats and go sit in the
0: fucking Lake Michigan or something. Gangster. Oh yeah.
1: I don't know. There's oh, I
0: take it I take it to the ooh, I would take it to the Rocky Mountains. Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Fucking go hiking with it. You're at the top mm. of the mountain. Just
0: ah! I think Scott I think it was Scott Niedermeyer did it. Cause he's from BC, I think mm-hmm. he like stood on top That's of one of the sick. big tallest mountains in Canada. I'm pretty sure when he won the cup. Dude, imagine Whichever someone takes it
1: to like the top of Mount Everest or some shit. <laughs> or do like <laughs> take it to like the Please. Seven Wonders of the World? Like literally, literally like, yeah,
0: literally. Go to go to like the the pyramids.
1: Go there. You go like, like Yellowstone. Go to yeah. fucking Grand Canyon. Go to like go to, like my... the
0: Stonehenge's.
1: Dude, Stonehenge is so sick. Like just be sitting there, just I got my I got my cup with my dent in it. Yeah. Yeah, and i probably got that home, too. Go to Antarctica with the Cubs. Oh, pfft,
0: facts. On the uh, moose. Dude, we should, yeah, we we should make just, like, uh, suggestions for players what to do with the Cubs. I don't know what to do. I got a whole list for you there, buddy. Oh, don't worry,
1: buddy. I, got, I can tell we you We booked you a flight
0: to Antarctica. <laughs> Come with me, buddy. Hmm? The biggest continent in the world. We will take so you to the there. Hmm? Yeah, I think that's it for questions. Oh, is it? All right. I thought we had
1: yeah. more
0: all right yeah. um yeah that's it like not, nothing too crazy nothing too heavy for news again it was just the House cup luke richardson we wanted to touch on want to talk about kenobi obviously the most important part
1: you missed and... the best question wait what was it who would you rather have Braden point or mission Mitch, oh, Mitch
0: oh that's because i didn't click show replies <laughs> brayden point
1: yeah obviously
0: Point point from Marner who <laughs> scored We're one not of all big fans. Still, never point, mind. Got it. Thanks, my bad. Ho-
1: never mind. I got it. Thanks. That dude <laughs> literally like left Twitter forever after that. <laughs> the, it, the, pro- <laughs> the, the
0: prophecy was fulfilled. That's bro. Right. Honestly, like hockey, like hockey that. Twitter
1: Hall of Fame moment.
0: <laughs> literally. Oh, Mount Rushmore of hockey Twitter. Are you grandfathered
1: in the hockey Twitter? Do you know these four moments? And it's like that Mark Stone, like something else. <laughs> uh, well, I don't
0: unfortunately, even, like, that I won't. Mark
1: Stone, like uh, I'm not even going to say her name. And then
0: someone, <laughs> you, if you, if you listen to that, you probably know. You know. You know. Oh, you. Oh,
1: know. and then fucking Kevin Rooney chick. Or. <laughs> <We're... laughs> uh... Uh, oh, my
0: God. Oh, yeah, guys. there's a lot of things that, fun unfortunately, minds. hockey Twitter is known for. Not good for better <laughs> We forgot court. <laughs> so, the next episode will be the draft preview, which will probably be Thursday. I don't know if I can do Friday now, because I might be going to celebrate Canada Day with the boys. Ooh, yeah, so I'll probably record that on Thursday, and then I'll be busy the rest of the week planning for montreal and then after that the next podcast will be in montreal we officially have will scouch on that wednesday and emily kaplan that i can confirm there's a couple of other people that i'm waiting to hear back on but me too very very much looking forward to it so thank you for tuning in hope you enjoyed your monday give us Mm -hmm. a five-star review leave us a good review if not, make it give it. Nah, go. give us a one-star
1: re- review and call stinky poop pads
0: so we can see <laughs> it. Yeah, that's the real. That's the true tre- test of merit. If you like this show, anyways, thank y'all for tuning in.
1: Mm-hmm.